Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Well, today it is my honor and privilege to introduce our speakers. Today is Faith Promise, and I know we're in the middle of a gospel series, but one of the things about the gospel that we know to be sure is that it is meant to be shared. And so Chris and Mel have been on a journey, and they're going to explain a lot of that, how God has called them to put their lives in the United States on hold for three months and to go to Thailand to be missionaries in the Church of the Nazarene. They're going to be gone for three months, and they're raising funds for that right now. At the end of their message, uh, I will be back to show how you can share and give towards their mission and helping them to get to Thailand. It's going to be an exciting time. I'm excited for you to hear what God has done in their lives. And so let's get ready to hear from them and what God has done in their lives and what he's going to say to us through them today. Let's welcome Chris and Melanie Smith. Thanks, Pastor Jeff, for uh, giving us the opportunity to share with everybody. It does feel a little weird as we're sharing to a camera in an empty sanctuary, but we're hoping that you'll still be able to kind of feel what we've been feeling um, probably the last year or so. Uh, I do want to address one question that I actually am getting a lot from everybody is, are we still going? We know that there's a lot of uncertainty right now, but I will guarantee to you that, yes, we are still going. We are hoping to still be able to leave and serve for our three months starting on June 8th. But um, if it is deemed that we have to push back that timeline to a different time, um, we will and we will still go. So, yes, right now we're sticking with our original timeline, but that may change. We're not sure. So we're just trusting God that this is what he's called us to do and he's going to provide a way. Um, It just might not be the original timeline that we thought. Um, Or it might. So we're kind of just up in the air. And so we're just continuing on as if this is going to happen um, at the original time. So that is one question I wanted to make sure I answered for everybody. Um, What you're going to see on the screen here a minute is a picture that I wanted to share with you guys. And um, I share this because it's our work and witness team from this summer. Um, This was probably a pivotal moment in our lives where things kind of changed for us a lot. Um, So this is just kind of a symbol to you guys of how much this has really meant to us and the journey that we've started. So um, this is our team from Croatia's Work and Witness. Um, And so it's really been, like I said, a turning point for us. It was not an easy path to choose to go uh, on the Work and Witness trip to Croatia. There was a lot of ups and downs in it. Um, I kind of knew right away, missions has always been on my heart a lot, probably for several years. And every time Pastor Jeff would talk about it, you know, serving or bringing a missionary in or following God's call on your life, um, it just had a stirring in me. And it was a stirring I couldn't ignore, but I really tried hard to do that. (laughs) Um, So I figured, hey, when there's a work and witness uh, 
opportunity, I was going to jump on it, and hopefully that would, you know, quiet God down in my soul a little bit. So I did jump on that opportunity and signed up. There was no questions asked. Uh, for me, it was a lot more struggle. I went back and forth on whether or not I wanted to go, and then when I finally committed that I wanted to go, I still had my ups and downs with it. I I had a hard time thinking of people sponsoring me to what I kept thinking of, is this just a vacation for me? I can go see a different country. But I finally found it in my heart that uh, this is what I need to do and committed to go, and it has changed my life ever since. From that moment, the ups and downs were a lot about finances. We were just torn if we were going to raise enough money. Um, and like Chris said, are we doing these for the right reasons? Um, so we prayed a lot about it, and eventually we just gave it all to God and trusted in him completely, just saying, you know what, we feel that you're going to provide a way for this to happen if this is what you want us to do. And he definitely did provide that way, and we all know that as a church family, we really were able to support each other, um, and he provided more than enough. And that was just showing um, to us that God is so faithful when we listen to what he is calling us to do. So we went to Croatia, and it was, um, we've shared about it before, but there, so we're just going to focus on really two moments in Croatia that really um, touched our hearts and we carried back with us. Um, and those two moments, um, for me, one of them was working at the refugee camp itself and experiencing the people there and the relationships that we were able to form in such a short time, um, especially the kids. You know, uh, their stories of where they came from and the hardships they experienced, yet every day they greeted us with a smile on their face, and it was just joy. Um, and knowing that we could be part of that with them. And then as we were teaching English, for me, it wasn't even about teaching English anymore. It became so much more. We went in there with this big old plan, and it just never worked out that way. But what we walked away with was so much more than what we could even fathom. Um, I had an opportunity to talk about my faith with people who had a lot of questions, and it was really scary at first because I'm like, who am I to know these answers and share? But in the moment, I just prayed and said, give me the words to say. And we just had a conversation, and that was a really big change for me because um, just I guess just being with people and having that just relationship with them and showing them the love that we could show them at that time was huge. Uh, the part of Croatia that really stuck out with me was they decided to do an impromptu church service and asked any of the working witness if they wanted to come. And Mel and I didn't even have to stop and think about it. It was an instant yes. So they brought us all together at their the hub, which is the Nazarene Church there, and it was a multicultural, multilingual uh, service, and we got to sing songs in there. There was what, Arabic and uh, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff going on. And at one point during the service, it it just felt like the Holy Spirit descending down onto the service it just this washing over of everybody there and there wasn't a, a dry eye in the place because it was so emotional and so impactful that it's still when i was going through my memories of all this the first two times we practiced this 
I got choked up because it was that powerful. And one of the things that stuck out at the end is I remember Pastor Jeff came to me because I was kind of sitting off to the side, and he came to me and he's like, well, what'd you think of that? And I could barely get any words out. I was just kind of, yeah, that was it was nice. But I was so emotionally filled at that moment that that's all I could get out. It was just an amazing, life-changing moment. And on top of that, during that service, we had the um, the privilege to be able to hear a lot of people's personal stories of what they went through just to be able to love God and worship God. And um, ah, see, now I'm going to be emotional on that. <laughs> um, that really spoke a lot to me that... Um, if they're willing to sacrifice even their lives to follow God, that, you know, we can do so much, um, so much here uh, just to fulfill what God wants us to do. And um, they were just such an inspiration to me personally, just their love and their fire for Christ. And it just really, truly inspired me. And we brought that back home with us these really strong feelings that we experienced and to the point where, yes, we loved being back with our church family and our own families and our kids. Um, And we got back into our routine, but it just felt like something was still missing. You know, that stirring in my soul that I felt with with missions, um, I thought, you know, God, I'm going to satisfy you. I'm going to go on this work and witness trip, and then you're going to kind of leave me alone. Nope. He just kind of nagged me a lot more. to the point where, like, every time Pastor Jeff would speak, whether it not even be about missions, but it be about being true to the calling that God is asking and trusting him, it's just like I would just get this stirring again, like I needed to do something else. Um, so we kind of came back feeling a little empty, which we know that's a little bit normal after experiencing that, but it just didn't go away. So we were waiting in the car one Sunday for kids' soccer game to start. And both of us, it was almost at the same time going, we need to explore more missions. There's got to be something out there because I feel even more drawn to go and serve. And so Melanie looked up uh, Nazarene missions and that has... Yes, it's the beauty of technology. I had my smartphone right there, and I just put in, like... um, uh, missionary opportunities, comma, Nazarene. And the first thing that popped up was something called Explore. And I had never heard of it, had no idea what it was, so I clicked on it. And it just said this was one of the steps in order to, part of the um, Nazarene churches, in order to see if missions life, it might be something that um, God is calling us for. So I looked at Chris, and I'm like, okay, well, there's this Explore thing. Um, it's like in two weeks, which we happened to just get on there and – um, it was two weeks away, and it was at Olivet, which was pretty close to us and driving distance, and all the other sessions were further away that we wouldn't have be able to drive to it, and they were later on in the year, and they only offer so many sessions within the, um, a given year, and there was limited spots. So I said, should we sign up? And Chris was like, just do it. We'll figure out the details later. So I just signed up right there in the car and hit submit, and I'm like, okay. Then right away I'm like, texted or called um, Carla Hurt, and I said, so I think we just signed up for something. I'm not really sure what it is. And she kind of walked us through it. And um, 
So we kind of did it backwards. We had to, we found out that we had to get recommendation letter from our church board and do an interview and all that stuff. But uh, the church was awesome with all of that and really supported us within that short time frame. So thank you for those who did that. Um, but that was kind of like our first step of faith in saying, okay, we're just going to admit to ourselves that God is calling us to at least educate ourselves on what um, could be a possibility for us. So we, we went to the Explore class. And one of the big things that I took out of the Explore class was that you're going to a different culture. You, you're not going to go force your Western culture onto them. You are there to be in their culture and to work inside their culture. And that was a big part of it that you some of the things we might do as Americans might be disrespectful to them. So it was really if you're going to go on a mission, you need to uh, research their culture and see what's proper for them. Yeah, because we, we the big thing was don't go there and you're not changing who they are. And um, so that was really important. And I remember kind of towards the end because it was like a, uh, a three day uh, conference and. One of the last things we had to do was a one-on-one interview um, with, with um, I guess her name was Terry, but she was part of Global Missions. And I remember going into that, and we had just heard a bunch of stuff that was, I guess, a little bit unnerving, like, oh, my gosh, should we be doing this? Is this kind of scary <laughs> in an essence? Or, like, am I willing to give up this and everything? Because um, they were very real with us and truthful of what this would um, entail on the missionaries end. So I went in there with a lot of doubts and uncertainties. One, because we, I really wanted to make sure it was God's call and not just of our own mind. And that was really hard for me to discern. Um, and we just had a lot of things. We were worried about our kids and how they would take it being away for, so, being away, um, for a length of time, um, leaving the comforts of our home and going to an unknown. Um, so we sat down. And we were talking with Terry, and, you know, we just let it all out. Like, these are our questions. These are our concerns. And I said, my main thing is I want to do what God wants me to do. In our head, we were thinking, okay, a three-month placement in the summer would be perfect for us because I teach and I have the summers, you know, off. You know, teachers off. Um, (laughs) But um, it was just a good opportunity. The kids weren't in school, so the disruption to our lives would be minimal. Um, but then again, I didn't want to be selfish in the aspect, like if God is asking me to do something else, that I would say no to that. And so I shared those struggles with Terry, and she had the like perfect advice. And what she said was that God is going to meet you where you at, in, where you are at in your lives, and He is going to use you in any way possible, whether it be that you go on a work and witness, um, oh, just a short work and witness, two week. Um, I guess, trip, Um, or if you can only serve for three months or one month. He goes, he's going to meet you where you are in your life, and this is what he wants you to do. And then while you are serving, your prayer should be for God to continue to work in your heart and to work on what it is that he is expecting for you next. And that just really just, like, solidified the choice, like, okay, this is not my doing. Like, God is going to use us where we are at in our lives right now, and that's okay. And so we walked away saying, okay, we're doing this. And so um, that was really exciting for us at that moment. And so um, 
we talked about how we get our assignment, if you want to share that. Yep. Uh, as soon as we were done with Explorer, we started looking through the, all of their different mission opportunities, and we saw a few of them over in the um, Southeast Asia area, and we connected with the um, coordinator over there and said, we're willing to serve now, see where you want to place us, and not too long after. Yeah, they kind of matched up our skills, and we went through a lot of training in the Explorer to see where we would be best fit, and we got a letter from Dave Hain. Um, in the southeast region, and he said, hey, I think we have a good placement for you that we could really use both yours and Chris's um, skill set, and it was in Thailand. Um, so I'm like, oh, really? I talked to Chris about it. We're like, huh, let's find out a little bit more about this placement. Um, and so we did, again, thank you, technology. We did a FaceTime visit with um, Kevin, who is the volunteer coordinator in Thailand, and he spoke with us a lot about what it is that he would, how he would see using us. Um, and kind of said, you know, pray about it. See if this is a good fit for you. We've been praying a lot over here. Um, and I, we knew everybody was praying for us to find that good spot. Um, so we hung up and, you know, I felt good right away. I don't know if you did. Yeah, I think he did too, like right after that conversation. But again, here's my, my mindset, like, okay, am I feeling good just for myself, or is it God confirming that this is the right thing? So, of course, we prayed on it. Um, I called my mom, because I always do, and my dad, and I said, hey, how do you know if this is God's will for you? I said, I heard about it, and I feel really good. I have no reservations about it. Um, I'm ready to go now. And she's like, there's your confirmation. You know, if, if, if everything feels at peace with you, and things are and, and, and that's okay, then that's a yes. So I'm like, okay, it's a yes. So <laughs> I messaged back and I said, we, yes, this is where we want to serve. Um, I think that our, our skills that we're bringing will be a good fit, and we're excited for this opportunity. So that's where we made our decision, which brings us to where we are today. Um, so I wanna, we want to share a little bit of what we'll be doing in um, a small village in Thailand, which is called Maytang. And... Um, just kind of how they're looking at using our skill sets in the area that they've been in for quite a while now, the Church of the Nazarene. So um, I'll let Chris kind of share what they spoke with him about how he will be used in service there. Uh, they have a rather big, I the best word I can think of is kind of a compound, which they've got um, boys and girls living quarters. They've got actually a um, church, they've got their own church there, and they also have a Bible college there. Well, they've been built up for over 20 years, and now they're in disrepair. And figuring I've been a builder for many years, this would be a, a good thing for me to go over and be able to give back to them to be able to make the facilities nicer so they can start having Bible college classes there again and make it nice for all the kids and just pretty much use my skill set for the good of the place. Yeah, and I think they also were, um, and I, th I know he's going to do this because they were hoping on it, is he will actually be um, taking the locals and kind of just showing them a diff a different ways in order to repair things and build things that would hold up for a little bit longer. So I know that that's a teaching opportunity for him too in order to build the skill sets of the workers who, you know, live there full time. Um, I will be... Um, teaching English 
uh, to the students who are staying at the children's home there. And they go to school during the regular school day. And so during the day, um, I know that they shared opportunities of possibly um, serving in the school that's, I think it's in Chiang Mai, which is the next largest town nearby. Um, Well, not nearby. I think it's an hour away. But (laughs) um, the School of Promise is maybe helping them out during the day. Um, But I know that once the kids get back from school, then they do their English classes. And so I would be coordinating lessons, sharing, you know, God's stories with them, loving on them, all that stuff. It's, I, I don't know all the details yet, you know, but I know that teaching English is involved. And they said if there's an opportunity to start up a ministry there and stuff, that we are more than welcome to do that as well. Because I know, I think Chris forgot to possibly talk about this, but there's a soccer ministry that some of the surrounding villages do. And um, Howard, I want you to share that part. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely, I forgot that soccer, I love soccer. I coach my kids in soccer. And then finding out these kids over there just love soccer. And they, I just watched a video today actually of kids playing soccer barefoot. So I reached out to the soccer club that I coach with and my kids play on, and they've actually donated $500 for us to be able to get equipment for all those kids so that they can enjoy soccer and just continue to be kids while they are at this uh, children's home. I think God's just going to give us a lot of opportunity there, and so we're just trusting that we're going to be kept pretty busy while we're there. Um, So we know that we're going to be serving in even more ways than what we even um, are aware of at this time. But what we do know, uh, amongst all the unknowns that we don't know, but what we do know is that we know that God is going to provide us many, many opportunities um, to share his love with the people of Thailand and the people of Chiang Chiang Mai, if we visit there, or Maytang um, especially. And... Considering that only about 1% of the population is uh, practices Christianity, there's a lot of people there that can be reached and just shown that, you know, God's hope and God's peace and God's love that can be brought, um, you know, just by loving on them. So we're really excited to be able to have that opportunity to follow God's call um, for our family. So as we reflect back on this, though, as we were kind of talking about how do we get from point A to point B, We really do see God's hand at work, even in moments that we didn't even realize that he was doing it, Um, probably going back several years. So one of the earliest memories I have is Kaylin, our daughter, who is now, how old is she, 12, Mm -hmm. kind of back at when she was like five years old in kindergarten. She was, I mean, besides wanting to be president of the United States, which, you know, she could totally rock that, um, (laughs) she has always said that she wanted to be a missionary and that was not our doing because we weren't even really talking about that at that moment she was just like i'm going to be a missionary and that has not gone away from her um the president idea has kind of come and gone a little bit she still can rule the world i know that but um but missionary has always always been on her lips and so i think god has been working in her heart completely and preparing her as well which is really exciting to see. Um, God has always been very consistent in our journey of faith, which is a whole other story in itself. 
um, from where Chris started, where he is now, and from where I started and my, you know, path coming off of it and then coming back on. Um, there's just a whole story there, but God has always been consistent in there. Um, Dave Hain, who is, um, our, I believe, the regional director of Southeastern Asia, actually came to our church probably a couple years ago to speak with his family. And when we got the letter from him talking about Thailand, I didn't really remember because I don't remember some of those details, but Chris does. And he's like, yep, I remember him coming to our church and speaking. So that was a seed that was planted that we didn't even realize that it was. Um, The work and witness trip, obviously, through our church was a huge thing for us that God knew we needed in order to just get a a taste of what this would be. Um, And then from there, we also had some, and I apologize, I forget their names, but we had missionaries from Romania come in, kind of like spur of the moment, um, that Carla Hurt had actually um, organized. And I remember them speaking about their ministry there. And then we had a luncheon afterwards. And um, obviously the stirring was still in us for missions work after the work and witness thing. But I was still trying to, like, push it away because I was still scared. And I'm like, I can't go serve for, like, five, ten years. I'm not ready for that. And um, <laughs> they spoke in that lunch about short-term missions. And I'm like, what's short-term missions? I had never heard of that before. And so they explained how that there are some placements that could be as, you know, small as like a month at a time or three months or six months. And I'm like, Chris and I looked, I'm like, "Eh, we can probably do that. Uh, So that that was another seed that was planted where God's saying, you know what, you're not ready for um, this larger one, but you could be ready for this. Um, So that was exciting to hear that. that know that we didn't have to jump in right away to several years. We could do a short-term mission, and that was the first time we heard it. So without them coming, we wouldn't know. Um, and then, of course, the spur-of-the-moment explore class. That really was a God's blessing there that he knew, like, in two weeks. But just in that moment, he let us find it. Um, and then the really cool thing on this is through all of this, um, we find out that there are some missionaries who, are, who have been in Maytang for quite some time, um, Steve and Rebecca Barber, who are from Grand Rapids, and they live right there on the campus. And so I was talking to our kids because they were a little nervous about, oh, we got to go for the whole summer. Our friends aren't going to be there. So they were a little nervous, and I said, but I think somebody's there. Um, I told them that there was somebody from Grand Rapids there, and I said their name, and they're like, we think they talked at church camp uh, during the summer so you know I stalked Facebook and found them and I showed the kids pictures like yeah we know them we know them and they remembered everything from camp and they were so excited they're like we're gonna go to Thailand and we already know people Um, and they remembered some of the words that they were taught so God just had his hand all over this and it just brings us peace to know that because his hand was in this that he's going to provide a way for this because this is what he would want for us Um, so that's kind of our journey from going there, but I feel that we are still even right now during this time of the pandemic that we're experiencing, um, and the staying at home order and not being able to come, you know, be with you guys, our church family, not being able to, you know, hug Deidre when we came in here. (laughs) There's a lot of things that are really testing us right now, but, you know, we've had a lot of time to kind of read the word and see within this that
God is still refining us, and he's still preparing us right now. Um, so I'm going to let sh- uh, Chris share a couple of ways that I feel that God has been preparing us, even through what we're going through right now at home. Uh, a big thing they talked about in the Explore class was you are relying on your family when you go out in these missions because a lot of times you are positioned out there where you don't have other people to talk to. To uh, You are stranded in this other country where you might not have somebody else to fellowship, um, take your worries. Uh, there's a good chance of getting depression out there because you are so far away from being able to connect with family. Yeah, you can do it through technology that we've been doing during this pandemic, but connecting with your family that is immediately right there is such a huge thing in the mission field because that is your lifeline. That is how you're going to keep yourself in the word and keep yourself comfortable. So he has given us a time to really connect as a family unit and know how we need to operate with each other with patience um, and knowing when we need to get space from each other and how we do that. So that's been really helpful. Um, He's definitely given us a lot more time to study and be immersed in his word. And through being immersed in his word, um, we just have this sense of hope um, through all of this and been able to have the opportunity to share it with other people in our lives who are struggling a lot more than what we are mentally with what's going on. And so we're able to kind of get versed in that. So if we go to, when we go to, you know, Thailand or any other place that God may call us in the future, that we have that to lean on because he's given us time to know what he is telling us and saying so we can share that with others. Um, we're finding ways to connect with people and share God's word that doesn't involve stepping inside a building um, because we also know that there are some people who are hesitant to step inside the building. So it has forced us to find other ways. And we know that in other countries and stuff, we're going to have to find other ways because there may not be a building, um, but God's word is still there, and we still need to find a way to share that. Um, So I know through that, God is making sure that we understand that church is more than just the four walls around us. That is one huge message that I feel that he has been telling everybody, that church is more than that. Um, And then also knowing what it's like to serve in situations that may be a little bit uneasy, but things still need to be done. So um, during this time, we know that we have to be staying at home, but there's still a need out there, and we can't ignore that. To get out and to serve, I've been going to a food distribution once a week, and just, yeah, I know I've got to be safe and everything, but there's people that desperately need the hands and feet of God right now. So to be able to go and help set up boxes full of food that are going to be distributed all over southwest Michigan. I just, during this time, most people want to stay home, but it's, I really just felt a need to go serve. So we know that God's been really working on us in that, and I feel that those, kind of those four points have really been something that we're working on and that we know that we're going to be using in the missions field as well. Um, it's a time to really see how God is using his people right now during this time. Um, and it's, I'm going to bring this to this point that it's so important and critical to support our missionaries. Whether it's us, it doesn't even have to be us, 
it, there are so many people out in that world serving um, through the Nazarene and not through the Nazarene, just everywhere. Um, and we have to remember that these people right now during this time where we are here in America and we've got a good structure in place, we feel relatively safe even though we are faced with this pandemic, we do have missionaries all around the world who are not able to be here or not able to be in their home countries. They're in other countries still serving, still bringing hope to people, still supplying the basic needs that people need in the area of their service. That doesn't go away. And many of them live in areas where they do not have a strong infrastructure in place. So not only are they at risk of maybe contracting COVID, but if they do, I mean, their infrastructure might not be as strong in order to handle an influx of cases, yet that doesn't deter them. They're still there supporting and serving and spreading God's word. So I've had a lot of time to kind of think about that, and I've shared it with Chris. Um, It's so important for us to look at how we support them and the work that they're doing, which kind of brings it back to Thailand. Um, So I wanted to share an example, because I know we're kind of in that moment of faith promise. And I want to show an example of how faith promise supports missions around the world. And I'm just going to show you a small glimpse of it through Thailand. Um, so you're, I'm going to show you a few pictures of some buildings that are at the Maytang campus only, but was made possible through funds that they received. Um, and, and remember, all of this is supporting the work to advance the kingdom of God. So first of all, in Thailand, Maytang specifically, they have missionary housing. So um, this building is, um, was built so any missionaries that came can live there. On one side, the barbers live there, and we will be living on the other side. And so what makes that like, great is that we don't really have, it doesn't cost us anything to stay there, which means anything that we raise that would be for living expenses um, is used to build up the building. So in essence, it's kind of like the work and witness um, funds where we can help fix things. So it goes to supplies. Um, They also have a Nazarene Bible College on campus that they are trying to renovate so they can get get it up and running at full capacity. They also have on this campus a Nazarene church, Maytang Nazarene Church, where they have church every Sunday at least, and probably more, I don't know everything about that. But they do have a church right there for people to go and worship. And then lastly that we know of is the children's home. And this was built because the surrounding villages, um, their, pub, their public schooling only went up through elementary, and they found that kids were not able to continue schooling past that. And so the Nazarene Church came into this village and decided to build the children's home so that they would have a place to stay that was closer to the public schools for um, anything past, I think it was fourth grade, to be able to continue their education up through high school which would open up lots of opportunities for them um, financially. And at the same time, when they stayed at the children's home, they would share God's message with them. And so you have all of these buildings in this just one little village that Faith Promise Funds help support. So it was, it's so important in order for our missionaries to be able to continue the work because they're just doing amazing, amazing things. Um, so I know this is an opportunity to share our story, and we really appreciated it. But, 
And I know that we're asking you to be part of it by supporting us. But really what we want to ask you is that you just support missionaries in general, Um, whether it be us, whether it be anybody else, to take this time in order to um, just support the amazing things that they're doing all over the world. I know that God has surprised our family in so many ways, even during um, the time of this global crisis. Um, for instance, and, and I'm, not, I'm only speaking about our family because everybody's family is different, but we think of the things the way he surprised us as one is we are saving on a lot of gas. So, like, first of all, gas is cheap, and second of all, we are not going anywhere. So <laughs> we're saving on gas, so we've been keeping track of the amount of money we save on gas so that we can put that towards um, our, our faith promise. Uh, Chris We've um, been lucky enough in order for Chris to be able to collect unemployment during this time. As an independent contractor, he normally can't, but he is able to now, which has been a blessing. Um, And God has blessed us in so many ways that this feels like a little bit of extra for us right now, um, just at this moment. (laughs) So we're going to take some of that and give that towards faith promise. And then the other thing is our kids had several soccer tournaments they were supposed to play in. And with tournaments comes fees, and we just find out that we're going to get reimbursed all those soccer tournament fees. And we have decided that all those are going to go back to Faith Promise because that is something that um, we were going to spend anyways. So God, even in the midst of all this craziness, he is surprising us in some magnificent ways um, because I think God is giving us and my family the opportunity to support his kingdom through this. Uh, He has blessed us with so much, and I know he is calling us to give back, uh, church, so that churches can be built, they can be repaired, that schools can be constructed, um, that homes can be built for his people. The beauty in this is God is taking our crisis that we have right now and, we are, and that we are experiencing, and he's showing us the beauty that only he can create through the chaos that we have. And the beautiful thing about all of this is that we can all be a part of it. During this whole time of seeking out missions, I've also felt the calling to ministry. And my first ministry class, they asked us to give them our favorite verse and just a kind of explanation why. And this verse came to me and kind of ties the whole missions and ministry life together. This is Romans 10:14 and 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share our story. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to share our story. Um, And we hope to be back with you guys so very soon. Um, In the meantime, if you have any questions or anything, you can find a way to get a hold of us, and we'd be happy to answer them and share more of our story with you. Thank you. Well, now comes the part where we get to help Chris and Melanie get there. They need about $13,000 in order to make this happen. 
Now, half of that will be about getting them there and their living expenses for the three months that they are there. The other half will go into purchasing materials that will help renovate the missionary housing and part of the school. And so we really need to step up and let's show our support through giving. I believe that we could literally raise all that is needed today. In this time, in this next few days, if you will right now go to our website, c3naz.net, that's the letter C, the number 3, N-A-Z dot N-E-T. You'll go to online giving, and as you're going through there, there will be a place for designation. And uh, if you will click there, it should be right at the top. It will say Missionary Giving, Chris and Melanie Smith. And everything that you give there will go towards helping them fund the mission that God has called them to. So let's make sure we do this. Let's help them. Let's support them in every way that God calls us to. Let's sacrifice so that they can do what God is calling them to do. I'm excited for, to hear what God does while they're there and know that I have been a part of giving towards helping them get there. So let's do that. Go to the website, c3naz.net, and use the designation Missionary Giving, Chris and Melanie Smith. God bless you as you give. Let me give you this blessing now as you leave. May the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, completely. May you realize that all he is calling you to do is to give so that the mission he has given Chris and Melanie will come to full fruition. I pray that as you give, God will bless you and keep you through this week and help you in every way. And I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Go in peace, wash your hands, stay safe, And may God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.